This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where you can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes, people such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are all heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those that have chosen to serve our society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here, you'll learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their purpose. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing, things that you could do to make some extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you'll learn from people like you that were working full time but still found the time to create a course grow a big team, create a coaching program, a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame their burnout that they were facing. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. Carpe diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. I'm your host and coach, Super Dave. Let's go. Um, During stuff like that, you learn how to take a hit. You learn how to how to fight through all that stuff and the pain yeah. and, and, and the struggle. And it's just, it's, it's good, man. It's really yeah. Good. The, uh, it's really important for officers to train and it's a, and you know, I'm a big advocate of jujitsu, but it's really important for them to train in any kind of martial arts that has some kind of physical contact because yeah. you cannot think that, you know, your six weeks of defensive tactics in the Academy <laughs> is going to serve you 14 years later when you've never trained another day after that no no and and so many people they don't prepare for that day and you're way more likely to get into something physical than you are something that's deadly physical force yeah you know absolutely yeah like it, it starts off it starts off as as a physical force right and then yeah. it and then it progresses yeah hopefully hopefully it doesn't hopefully progress not. to that ultimate level right 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 but you're way yeah. more likely, way, way more likely to uh, be involved in something physical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And those skills are perishable. They really are. And the out and off and you guys do defensive tactics. I mean, my argument is you can never do it enough. Right. But, you know, we do it like, you know, once or twice a year. There's no, no way. My, my department, my department's too big. So the only thing they train once a year is um, the range. And other okay. than that, and other than that, they never ever do any kind of defensive tactics ever again. What? Yeah. No it's way. Un- it's unbelievable. And I think I'm in like one of the uh 14th largest, like we have we have like 1800 members in our department. It's like one of the 14th largest departments in the country. I can't and, even imagine that. I yeah. can't imagine. Wow. I, I know, I know. It, I think it comes down to a money thing. Oh, and, I'm sure. and and the unions also fight against that, which is mind blowing. Like yeah. there should be there should be a PT standard. Um, I talked to a chief of a small department. Uh, I think it wanted, I want to say he had like two hundred, not that small. It's like a good yeah. size. Yeah, it, it, he may have had eight hundred deputies under him. Um, 
And he said that he instituted a man. Um, what's the word? When Most it's are man- mandatory. No, no, no. Mandatory? It was a mandatory oh. once a year test unannounced. Like, oh, like, hey, you're going to you're going to get <laughs> tested at some point in this year. And if they failed it, then he'd send them to like a remedial a remedial test. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't to embarrass anyone. It was just to keep people on their toes and keep them in yeah. shape and and yeah. the standards was so were like so minimum it was like right you have yeah to be able as long to do as you 15, do something yeah 15 push-ups and like yeah. 10 10 sit-ups and run a mile run one mile in like 15 minutes it was yeah. like yeah the standards were really really low yeah and minimal it was just like he's just put something in place i, I love that I my love department it. has nothing in place for yeah. for uh for pt for 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 PT or DT, it's just videos. Like they, they train you, <laughs> they train you with videos, but there's nothing actual physical that's yeah. in place on a yearly basis. It should be, it should be a couple times a year. I and agree. people, and that's why I say people need to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But most people aren't going to take the time because they're always like, oh, I got too much other stuff to do. I could get hurt. It, it takes effort to do it. I might break a sweat <laughs> to do it. So I'm just not interested in that, you know, oh which is, it's just crazy. And then when it happens, it's going to be too late, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me started. It's I've seen, uh, I've seen so many videos I got to share with you. Um, this one guy, I think his name is Ink Monster. And I follow him. Uh, he's either a, sh- a cop or a sheriff. I don't remember which one he is, but uh, he's in uniform. And he put up this video of all of these overweight officers. It was like, like a, maybe a half dozen or a dozen like really obese guys getting into yeah. situations where they're just like falling over and can't get up. And, um, oh. and, and I, and I wrote a comment. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, bro, this video is harsh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody, yeah. everybody was like, no, what's harsh is when you let yourself get out of shape, you know? And I was just like, eh, it's just tough. It was tough to watch. You it know? is. It is. Well, you know, I mean, that, and that was part of my motivation too. You know, I mean, I just didn't like feeling like that anymore, yep. but I didn't want to be like that for my family anymore. It's yep. just, and it's just not safe. And at yeah. the end of the day, like, you know how it is, like, you don't want to be that guy that nobody wants backing them up. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to be that guy that you show up on scene. They're like, oh God, now I got to look out for this dude too, because he can't take care of himself. You know, yeah, nobody I wants just, to be I just lost my brother-in-law um, this week because, and it was before he reached his, I'm, I think it's before he reached his 60th birthday. And I'm like, so, so sad for his family, you know, like, yeah. And I tried to reach out to him a couple of times. I, I wrote him, I wrote him a couple of texts and a couple of emails. And I was like, Hey, I, you know, I know this is a sensitive subject for you, but I'm here for you. If you, if you need my help, I'm like, I, I, I want to see you there for your daughter's wedding. Yeah. My, my niece and uh it's really sad because he he didn't make it you know and he yeah and oh, i'm sorry for your loss ab- abusing his, he had just been abusing his his body for 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 as long as i've known him yeah yeah for as long as i've known him and, he, and like i feel like it was it was of his own doing like it didn't have to be that way you know like if right. he would have just sought out some it was definitely psychological it wasn't because he had a um he had the surgery. And yeah. I remember when he was going for the surgery, I was like, that's not the issue. The issue is, is up here and it's the yep. connection to food, 
it's, yeah. you know, it's like whatever yeah. he's connecting to food, uh, that's, that's the issue. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. that's, that's, that's most people it's, it's like, I, I struggle with the fact that food is fuel, right? You know, I, cause I enjoy, I enjoy sweet stuff, you know, I enjoy, yeah. I yeah. enjoy a piece of cake. I enjoy, uh, all like, I know that I have a sugar addiction because I tried to go two days ago. I tried to go sugar free. Yeah. And I made it until like nine o'clock at night. Uh-huh. And then I had this uh, keto chocolate caramel cluster thing in my drawer. And it was just like, it was like a piece of crack calling like out to me. Drug. <laughs> it was, it was like a piece of crack calling out to me. Yeah. And like, I needed to go smoke it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I people don't realize how addictive sugar is. It is oh. super addictive. Have you ever, have you ever gone on a sugar fast? Like, a, like no sugar? Yeah, I typically don't. Yeah, I, I, even like now, I typically don't eat sugar. I will every once in a while. But here's here's the thing, okay, with me. And so what you're talking about, I get that a lot. Like I get a lot of people like that. I mean, that's a struggle, right? It's it is a struggle. It is a struggle. So it's a, I'm a huge like mindset person. So like to me, it's it's about you know I want to get my clients results, obviously. But I always tell them like that's the easy part. You know, like yes. like if you want to lose weight, I, we can do that. If you want to build muscle, we can do that. What I'm more interested in is building like long-term like habits and routines that become like lifestyle changes. Yes. So if you're going to be successful at doing that, you've got to learn how to navigate all that stuff and realize that restrictive diets don't work. They just don't work. (laughs) I mean, studies have shown time and time again, they just don't work. So I don't do those. And like I said, the majority of people that I work with are like, you know, our age or older. Yep. You've earned the right to have a piece of cake. You know, you've earned the right to have a piece of pizza. But how often? <laughs> Not every day. Yeah. So how often? Food, food is a social experience, right? You think yes. about like how you were raised. You think about like every every social uh, um, thing that gathering you go to. every 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 gathering. social gathering, holidays, anniversaries, birthday parties, weddings. It's centered around food. So you've yes. got to learn how to how to navigate that, you know, because God forbid, like I work with somebody and they're that person like munching on a crouton in the corner <laughs> while everyone else is eating food, you know, that's the worst. That's the because worst. That's not right. You laugh because yeah. it's true. You get people like that or God forbid, like I've I've worked with people or, or talked to people that have actually skipped social events because they're worried about the food that's going to be there. Yeah. And to me, that's not a that's not a good quality of life, you know. And if it's something that you don't enjoy doing, if you don't enjoy your diet, if you don't enjoy your workout routine, you're just not going to do it consistently. And if you don't one, do it consistently, you're not going to be successful. One tip and tell me uh, what advice you'd give a client, but one tip, and I'm not a nutritionist. I just yeah. been living the lifestyle for a long time Yeah. Um, that I give my girlfriend and I, I practice is uh, if I think we're going to my Italian sister-in-law's house. Uh, and she's going to have like bacon wrapped figs there. Yeah. I try to, uh, I try to have something that we'd eat at home. Yeah. That's a little bit healthier. And then yeah. we're not as hungry when we go there. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, and, absolutely. Then, and then it's a lot easier to just like pick at things and not like not pick yeah. out. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You don't, you, it's always pre-planning, right? If you plan ahead, you're going to be way better off than if you just don't and you just you know you're just at the mercy of whatever is served there so if you can eat your regular food ahead of time 
or if you don't have that opportunity and, it, and it's something like you can bring something like a potluck, then bring that healthier dish. That way, at least, you know, you have an option there that you brought and you can control. Oh, uh, another example I just thought of, I play cards with the fellas. Uh, we have a group, we have a group of 20, 20 to 22, 23 guys. Yeah. We usually get two tables. So yeah. you play Texas Hold'em also? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm yeah. actually in a league and we meet every three weeks. Okay. Um, at first it was once a month, but they wanted to squeeze in more games. <laughs> yeah. So well. we have a 17 game season and we dropped the lowest five. So, okay. uh, you know, we're, you're rated on your top 12. Yeah. And, and um, almost every single third week, every Friday, every third Friday, when I go to, to the game, there's pizza and I'm, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big pizza eater. Like I'll eat it a couple of times a year. Uh, even before I went vegan now, now I'm a true, truly I'm a vegetarian cause I will eat pizza. Yeah. But even before I went vegan, I just never liked all of the, the grease that would like, yeah. like that would like, it just, it grossed me out. Yeah. I, and, yeah. and, and I've always loved pizza, but like I would, you know, damp it with a towel, but now that I don't eat it, I always pack food with me. And, and at first people used to make fun. They're like, Oh, what are you eating now? What do you got there? What do you got yeah, there? But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now they're used to it. Cause I always come with my own food and it's usually like, it's like a mix of veggies and like, like tofu and like spinach or something like that. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. it, so that's, that's what I do when I, when I go out, I, I just bring my own food and I'm yeah. unapologetic about it and everybody's used to it now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's perfect. That's what do perfect. you do? I'll usually I'll, there's always some, like you said earlier, I mean, there's always something that you can eat you can find there. No, they um, have pizza and donuts. <laughs> I'll eat, I'll eat, I won't eat donuts. I, I typically will never eat donuts. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, there's too much of a stereotype there. I just, I've never been a big donut eater. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the pizza, like I'll have, I'll have a piece of pizza. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make people feel uncomfortable and I'm not like so rigid that I'm going to like, think I'm going to explode with one piece of pizza. You know, I realize I'm realistic about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just don't do that. I, I don't restrict myself like that unless it's, it depends. Like if I'm getting ready for a show, no, I'm not having pizza, you know? Yeah. Um, but it just day-to-day -day stuff. Like I'll, I'm, I want to have a quality of life. I want to be social. How uh, many calories are you eating typically now? Right around 2000. Okay. What I, what right. I so I'm yeah. eating too many calories then. <laughs> You're like you and I, we can't be eating the same amount of calories. I'm, I'm probably pretty low. I'm probably low calorie. Yeah. Right now. I mean, it's getting to be summertime. So it's time, it's time to like shred down. So I'm in a calorie deficit right now for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you know who um, Alex Ramosi is? Yep. So one of the things that he said in, in his video was he's like, whether it's intermittent fasting or whatever other type of diet, He's like, it all comes down. It all comes down to calories in yep. and calories out. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. Uh, but it also, but, it but you can't, you can't just eat, you can't just eat uh, 600 calories of ice cream. Right. As I was just going to say, it does matter what your, what those calories are. Cause not all calories are created, created equal. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So it depends. But occasionally, on occasionally you can have, 
those those dirty yeah. calories <laughs> absolutely so what i do with my clients and, my, and myself too like we i don't know if you've heard of the 80 20 rule have you ever heard of that I, before yeah yeah pareto's yeah so 80 20 is that like 80 percent as far as nutrition goes like 80 percent of your of your meals is going to be like on plan you know whatever your nutrition plan is which leaves you like 20 percent, which are going to be like less than healthy or free meals yes so that, you know, that is more sustainable for somebody because that takes into account. So if you're going to like, you know, break it down by numbers, let's say you eat three times a day for seven days a week, that's 21 meals, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do like the 80, 20 rule, 17 of those meals are going to be like on plan. Okay. According to your nutrition plan, whatever healthy choices. And that leaves you four that are less than healthy choices or off plan. So those four meals per week. So that accounts for your family pizza night, you know, mm. that accounts for date night with the wife that accounts for, you know, Sunday brunch with your parents, like whatever it is. So it makes it more doable. It's not that all or nothing mentality. Cause I've seen that all or nothing mentality really backfire on most people. Yeah. You know, it's where they're like on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you like, you have a piece of pizza for lunch and you're like, Oh man, I, I, I blew it. I might as well just, just go for it the rest of the day, you know? My nutritionist look, he looked a lot like you and uh, about the same height, um, yeah. but he's a lot lighter. He's, I, I met him in the gym and he's like totally shredded. And my first question to him was like, bro, do you eat sugar? <laughs> and he's like, but yeah, no, he, do right? he, he does. He said, he yes. Does. And I was like, okay, you're hired. Cause I, I love sugar, <laughs> but he really helped me. He really helped me with the mindset of like, I'd call him up. And I wouldn't be looking forward to the call like, like, yeah. like this. It would be a 15 minute call and I call him up and I'd be like, uh, hey, Mike, I, I, I messed up this week. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I get that yeah. all the time, man. And People I, don't I, like to be held accountable. No. And they do and they don't. They do and they don't. I mean, no, it's and that's necessary. what I was paying him for. I was paying Absolutely. him to hold me accountable. And after yeah. six months, I was like, all right, I got this. I kept the weight off for like, probably six months. And then I saw it like slowly, slowly start yep. to creep up, creep up, yep. creep up. That's and it's that accountability and tracking. I, I know that it comes down to, for me for tracking. Cause like, I know what I need to eat. I just need to be held accountable and, yeah. um, and tracking, tracking my meals, which like I said, for me is the hardest part. And it really depends on your motivation. Like yeah. how motivated are you to drop a couple of pounds. If you're right. very, very motivated, you'll write down what you're eating. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And realize that it's temporary. You know, if, once you hit your goal, you don't have to do that anymore. You know, it's not for the rest of your life, unless you want to be like, I'm a little obsessive compulsive sometimes. So like I've been, I use my fitness pal and I track my food like every day. And I think I'm on like a 1500 day streak. Wow. Yeah, That's which incredible. is not good. It's not good. It's not something to be proud <laughs> no, of. No, no, it's become it's become part of your regular routine. It is part it's of my routine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just become that that is an excellent excellent empowering habit that uh anyone that's listening, I recommend them to download that app, My yeah. Fitness Pal, and that it's is cheap. the very best app out there for tracking what you're eating. Yeah. And that, that's what, and like I said, I'm not a fitness coach, but that's the one that I tell people. Me too. Yeah. That's the app that you have to get. And that's the whole secret is tracking what you're eating. Yeah. And, and, and just realizing like, shit, I'm up to, uh, you know, 1900 calories. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't have, off. Yeah. maybe I shouldn't have this 200, 
uh, calorie bag of Cheez-Its right now. Yeah, because yeah. You, you, it helps you to make better choices. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like when you really realize. Worth, yeah. Is it really worth that donut? That's going to blow like half my calories. And yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially when it's getting to be like around 5, 30, 6 o'clock and you're presented with that option and you know where you're at calorically. Yeah. You're like, is it really worth it? Do I yep. want to blow today's and tomorrow's calories? Yeah. And um, that donut's not going to fill me up. I'm going to be hungry like an hour later. Yes. But now I'm, I can't have anything else. That's so, why like, I love sweet potato. That's why I love sweet yeah. potato because sweet potato is uh, super filling, but yeah. I try to only eat half of it because otherwise it blows you out the, uh, the carb Your carbs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Blows you out. The- yeah. Yeah. So I have uh, the way that I work like with my clients is I have, I have my own app and my app actually syncs with my fitness pal. So okay. when they log food, like I can see everything that they're logging. That's so that's good. like, that's the ultimate accountability when your trainer's like seeing exactly like what you're putting in your face. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's really, that's good. good. When I get, when I get to be like 15 pounds overweight, I'm going to hire you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> yeah. I don't get there. Like, like I said, like right now I'm about eight, eight to nine pounds over where I'd like to be. Ideally, like yeah. I want to maintain uh buck 50 buck 47. And yeah. I look great. I look great at that weight. So yeah. that's what I want to maintain. I don't yeah. like telling people my weight. Cause I, I know I'm a featherweight, you know, I'm like a lightweight, <laughs> but, but I look, I look good at that weight. And yeah. um, that's like, that's where I know I need to be. Um, yeah. I only got a couple more questions for you. Cause I want to respect your time. Yeah, man. Uh, I, good. So, so appreciate you coming on. Oh, no, it's good. 27 years. Now I want you to search your memory banks for like the craziest or funniest situation that you ever had on the job that you can remember. What's a story that uh, people ask you? Hey, tell that story about this, you know? Oh, man. I know there's so there's so many. There's so many and they all make me look so dumb. Every single those one are the them. best ones. <laughs> Every single one of them is so self-deprecating. Those are the best ones. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, I'll tell you the story. So I don't know, like you're are you in Texas? Is that where you're at? I, no, I'm in New or, York. You're in New I'm surprised York. you didn't hear the accent. <laughs> uh, well, I did. I for some reason I was thinking Texas. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys probably don't deal with it very much, but we have we're in like a, a rural community, okay, kind of rural. So there's cows around here. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> this was bad. So bad. We, and we have a, we we have deers. We have deers. We got a ton of deer too. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of those too. So we'll get a lot of car deer accidents. That's like our bread and butter. Um, but it was uh, around winter time, and we were myself, another officer, uh, respond to a, a cow on the highway. So this this uh, trailer's hauling two cows on the highway and uh, a U.S. highway and. Um, interstate and the trail the back of the trailer opens up two cows come flying out the back so one of them is injured it's got a broken back or something and it's, oh. and it's on the side of the roadway the other cow is okay but it's wandering around all right so there's an issue okay if we got the one cow that's injured we got the other cow wandering around which i don't want that to then like come into the highway and get smacked in my big car because it's going to do a lot of damage so we're trying to corral the cow that's the one on the side of the road. It's not going anywhere. And then, so I got my partner and then the driver of the, of the, the uh, truck, who I assume knows something about the cows or is the farmer or whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything about it. He's just driving the truck. 
<laughs> my partner and he are trying to like corral this cow. And I'm like, hey, man, you got this other cow like injured here. You know, are you going to take care of it? Because I'm assuming he's got equipment for that because he knows something about it. He's like, no, I don't I don't have anything for that. You know, can you do that? So I'm like, OK, so I'm not a hunter. You know, even though I'm in Michigan, deer all over the place, I'm not a hunter. The first shot deer I ever shot was on the job. Right. So I don't know. So now I've got to shoot this cow. Right? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you probably know where I'm going with this. So the, and then the cow, I have an idea where I want to shoot it. Like I want to shoot it in the head, obviously, but it's at an angle where I can't shoot it in the spot that I want to, because like, it's kind of facing the roadway. So I'd be shooting like into traffic, which I yeah, yep. so it's not ideal. And this is where my, my fatal mistake was. So I was thinking, so I, I only have a couple options. I got my 40 cal SIG, my handgun. And then I've got a, a, a an M4, a two two three. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I know they like I've heard like at these slaughterhouses they kill these cows with like a 22, you know, round or something. So I'm like, and that you know my 40 round that's way bigger than a 22 round. Yeah. So that's gonna work, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I line up on this cow, couple of shots to the. I have to hit it in the side of the head because that angle, which isn't ideal. Couple of shots. And I'm thinking it's okay. I'm like, I hit it. Obviously I'm, I'm like point blank. It's writhing around. I'm like, okay, it's, it's going to be done. No, it's not done. It's still, still alive. A fountain of blood is coming up into the, into the, into the sky. Right. Oh my like God. Here, fountain of blood. And this is right around like rush hour in the morning. So cars are driving by. It was horrible. So then I'm like, okay, well this is, it's like doing a death rattle. I'm going to go let, leave it to die here. I'm going to go back and check on this other situation, try to corral this other cow. So I, I go leave. I come back like a couple minutes later, it's still alive. And now by this time, like all these people driving by are starting to call dispatch. They're like, hey, is somebody going to take care of this poor cow that's like dying at the side of the road? So I'm like, man, I'm trying a couple more rounds. Oh, <laughs> my God. This cow to the side of the head still won't die. Oh, my God. Finally, we end up calling out. Um transportation department the highway highway uh, transportation they come out with like a, a forklift like push it off the road so i can finally get the angle that i want to on it but it was probably like seven or eight rounds into this cow's head oh my god <laughs> cow. a 40 cal which i didn't realize at the time like their their skulls are so thick like this thing wasn't even penetrating this my 40 my 40 rounds weren't even penetrating the skull you know like wow. the 223 would have been way better because it's a faster round yeah but I didn't know. So, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know that. No, I didn't know. I had to learn the hard way. So then by the time I get back to the PD, it's cow stuffed animals, cow pictures. They're calling me Cowlier on the radio. It's just nonstop. Oh, yeah. man. Guys nonstop. are so bad. They just, they're so bad. They, yeah. It's, it's one big happy family. So everybody just loves to bust chops. Oh but, my God. Uh, yeah, it's all out of love. It's all it, love. it is. It is all out of love. I, the time uh, you got to worry about it is when nobody gives you a hard time. That's when you have to and worry. no one talks to you, right? Yes. That's when it's like, yeah. okay, nobody likes me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> are you? Uh, what's the plan? Because you got twenty seven in. Are you thinking about, yeah. um, like what's next? Yeah. So I uh, I'm I just became eligible to retire in March. So I can go whenever I want to, which is kind of nice. Just uh, it's knowing a nice feeling. that it's a nice yep. feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but I've been setting myself up for, so this kind of gets tied to my whole fitness thing. So because I, you know, struggled with getting fit again and like learned how to do that, really one of the ways, and we were talking about accountability, right? So I knew that I didn't want to backslide because I'd done that so many times before. I'd have these 30, 40 pound weight swings and always backslide and usually end up gaining more weight than when I started, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want that to happen again. So to hold myself accountable, and because I really liked it, and I've always wanted to serve people, um, I became a personal trainer, because I knew that if I became a personal trainer, nobody wants to hire a fat trainer. So that was going to make force me to stay in shape, right? So that's why I started as a personal trainer it was kind of for selfish reasons, but it was to hold me accountable. But then after doing it for a few years, and just being able to, you know, serve people and and change lives and um, I just love it. I absolutely love it. So like since then got more into it. So I've been doing it now for like five years or so as a personal trainer. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then a couple of years ago, so less than two years ago, I uh, started doing online training too. So online personal training. I was just going to ask you, uh, what's the max number of clients that you can take? Because uh, one of the biggest problems is, is your time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I, that's always the, that's always the, the dance, right? Because I still also work at the police department and now I'm person doing personal training. And, and at first it was just kind of a side gig, but now it's like, it's, it's two full-time jobs. Basically. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely two full-time jobs. And the, the way that my program works, it's a lot of interaction, you know, like we're checking in constantly. I'm doing their, their programming, their nutrition, like their, you know, mindset, all that stuff. And it's the kind of thing, it's the kind of thing that it's hard to throw into a group program because there is a lot of, I I just know from watching a lot of YouTube videos that there is no one size fits all. Absolutely. Like you have to get into people's mindsets and you have to get into what they're eating on a daily basis. Yeah. 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 And mine's all one-on-one. I mean, we're all in a group. So every Sunday we do like a big group zoom with everybody, but other than that, it's, it's one-on-one, you know? Yeah. I do the group thing because it's nice for them to have that support with each other and they get sick of hearing from me all the time. So it's kind of nice for, they can kind (laughs) of listen to each other every once in a while. Um, but it's been really good, but it's really, um, it's a lot of work. And then, so then, so I've been doing that for almost two years and then now I'm working into um, uh, training like departments. So fire departments, police departments, municipalities, and doing programs for that. And I've, and I've been able to do that um, through work. So, you know, at work, I was able to, you know, build a gym, a workout facility at work. Um, nice. Yeah. Wrote the policy for, to be able, or the wellness policy, wrote that policy for our department to allow officers to train on duty, you know, stuff like that. So I've been able to use my experiences at work and in my own life to kind of build, you know, what I'm going to be doing afterwards, you know, and and I can take that and carry it on to other departments and help other people and stuff. So it's been, it's been really good. Uh, That's really cool. Um, I was just reading your, your bio, um, healthy habits. So I would say two, three, three healthy habits that I picked up from my trainer was to increase my daily steps. I bought yep. a uh, I bought a watch to increase yeah. my steps. That made a huge difference. Increase my water intake because yeah. like everyone needs to do that. Yeah, and uh, then sleep. And and sleep. And, and sleep sleep was never yeah. an issue, but the, oh. the 
it's it that was like i had healthy sleep habits yeah um the healthy the third healthy thing that he had me do was track which we already talked about but um what's like three or four healthy habits i think we kind of touched on them right like that you tell your clients Are, are there any others that we didn't touch on no all that stuff that you talked about um and like I said, like I'm a big mindset person. So really mm. I work with people, you know, by the time, like I said, the majority of people I work with are like our age or older. So usually by the time someone comes to me, they've done all the programs. Yes. You know, they've done all that stuff. I did the same thing. Weight so you watchers, get to, keto, yeah, yeah, beach body, Atkins, Atkins, beach body. All, yeah. 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 And those are great programs, but, um, you know, a lot of times like you, they come to me and they've done all those things. And, and a lot of times they weren't successful at them. So you get to a point where you really don't trust yourself to be successful anymore. Mm-hmm. And it be, just becomes like another thing you're going to do. So one of the big things that I focus on is trying to change their mindset around that, you know, cause they come in with such negativity and like, so a lot of my clients, like I, we don't even weigh, we don't even weigh in because a lot of people have a really unhealthy relationship with the scale and obsess yes. about it. Yes. Um, so I always ask them, I'm like, okay, how do we want to measure your progress? You know, do you want to use a scale? Do you want to use measurements? Do you want to use photos? Like, what do you want to use? So it's all about learning, like what motivates and is going to train, you know, be the best for that individual. You know, I don't have mm. any like cookie cutter programs or it's not set it and forget it. It's all like, it's very, it's very based on like what you is going to make you successful. I like, I really, really like that you said uh, mindset because that's one that you touched on, but I didn't think of, I didn't think about, but it's so incredibly, so incredibly important. People get so focused on what workouts to do and what food to eat that they never focus on the things that got them to where they are in the first place. And until you change those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. until you change those things, you're going to be doomed to repeat it over and over again. So it it is like, you know, getting rid of that negative self-talk like trying to change your identity, like trying to look at yourself like as an athlete, you know, especially like for the first responders that I work with, like you've got to, I, I call them tactical athletes because you got to look at yourself. You're an athlete. You, yes. what do athletes do? They rely on their body to make a living, right? How yes. is that different than what we're doing? Yes. yes. It's yes. not, not at all. So hey, how do, athlete, how do people, uh, how do people reach you? How do they reach out to you? What's the best way? So I've got a website and I can, I can get, send you the link or something if you want to put it in there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. say it, say it for the people that are listening. What is, what's your website? Oh, it's Michael Collier, midlife fitness.com. Michael Collier. common spelling A E L C O L L I E R midlife fitness.com. That's it. Yeah. That's a mouthful. That's why you don't I want know, to say it. I know, <laughs> so I know. So I think you could, you could shorten it to Michael Collier MF. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about MLF, Michael Collier MLF, but it's too much like MILF and it's it's the wrong thing. It's the wrong, it's the wrong message, man. No, but actually uh that wouldn't be bad if it's not taken already. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, it's not quite it's not quite it doesn't uh, tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but hey yeah. man, sex sex sells. <laughs> i know i know sex sex sells and Absolutely. and you're not you're not saying milf you're saying mlf i know i know <laughs> yeah hey man this has been fun talking to you i could talk to you about fitness like for the next four hours yeah legit yeah. legit and like uh i do want to fly out to you 
and and train with you just like you yeah. know one day just just for social media purposes for pictures yeah, man yeah just, I love uh, that. see uh see how you know see how you live and eat yeah and just so if you're ever in new york uh, i'm definitely flying to uh what is it michigan yeah yeah, I'm definitely flying to Michigan because a I've never been to that state before, and I okay. plan on visiting all the states. And now yeah. I have a fr- now I have a friend there. There you go, and, and someone to train with. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Did, when we uh, when we talked briefly, did we talk about? Um, I'll just leave off on this. Yeah. Um, w- the types of workouts that you do. I think you said you do a lot of calisthenics, right? No, I I do everything. You okay. know, like I'll do a little bit of everything. So I might I, be I, thinking of another guy. I, I might be yeah. thinking of another guy. I, I lift weights, but yeah. I love, I love calisthenics because I feel like, uh, I feel like I can do it into my seventies and eighties. Yeah. Like, like Jack LaLanne, you know, like, yeah. I feel like I can, I feel like I can do pushups, um, and pull-ups until I'm an old man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do. A, I do a mix of everything. I like to change things up. So I'll do you know, in any given week, I'll have a bodybuilding type workout. I'll do like a CrossFit type workout. I'll just, I'll run. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do everything. Yeah. I like All to right. mix it up. Sounds good. I can't wait to train with you one day. Yeah, man. Um, be awesome. I, I think I'm going to make it for 2024. I'm going to pick a warm month. I won't be a cold month. Yeah. Don't come here. <laughs> don't come here in the cold. And if you want a warm month, you got like, you got like two or three months. Other than that, it's, it's pretty, it's all over the place. Like Michigan, like we always say, you can have like all four seasons in one day in uh-huh. Michigan. You really uh-huh. can. Yeah. Uh, 2024, uh, July or August. Yeah. Cause it's too soon to plan something right now, but yeah, yeah. July or August, I'm coming to Michigan and we're going to train. Love it. All right. But we'll definitely talk before then. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for hopping on. I appreciate right. I appreciate everything that you do for first responders and all of your years of, of service. Keep up the good fight, brother. It's uh, right, it was really fun talking to you. I, yeah, man. Don't, Same here. don't, don't hang up. All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, Hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.